Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. This week, we are very excited to have Carrie Riva joining us on the podcast. So Carrie originally joined our agency because her sister-in-law is an agent with us, Kate Riva Foster, who was on one of the first episodes of the podcast. And so Kate talked to Carrie and they talked to me and we decided that Carrie would be a great fit. Carrie is married to Kate's brother, Lou, and Carrie and Lou love to travel, and she has a strong travel background, so I knew she would be a great fit for Pineapple Escapes. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to become a Pineapple Escapes agent. Hi, Jamie. I have been married to my husband, Lou, for almost seven years. We have one daughter, Genevieve, who we call Gigi. I also have a stepdaughter, Mary, and one furry little son, Meow Meow. I have been a 911 telecommunicator for about 10 years, and I love being a dispatcher because I never have the same day, and I get to help people daily. Um, Also being a 911 telecommunicator, we are known as the calm voice in the dark, and I also apply that to the same thing as a travel agent. I wanted to be a travel agent because I love to travel the world, and I love to just see everything. We never visit the same place more than once. And I also love to plan. I like to dig in and find out everything I possibly can about a location when I'm visiting it. I love that. And I love your comparison to being a 911 dispatcher to being a travel agent, because I think there are times when we definitely have to be the calming force with our clients. Um, We've dealt with a lot of that during all of the COVID the regulations, the cancellations, the rebooking, now with the different requirements for international travel. So it's important to always be that calm voice with our clients. And I think you definitely have that coming from your 911 background as well. One of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about as our slice of life this week is I know that your family and Kate's family went to Walt Disney World before Christmas and that this was Gigi's first visit. So tell me a little bit about your trip. How did it go? How was it? It was absolutely magical. Gigi did not know that she was going to Disney. It was the gift of travel for our family. We decided that we were going to go to Disney instead of buying Christmas gifts this year. In fact, we were on the airplane, and she still had no idea where we were going. We kept asking her. She said she could see the palm trees. She thought maybe we were going to Alabama, even though all she asked for Christmas <laughs> was a portal to go to Florida to visit her cousins. So we thought for sure the only place she would think of we were going was Florida. By the time we got to Disney, she still had no idea until we got onto the Magical Express. And the driver said... We're heading to Disney, and she just looked at me surprised, and she goes, we're going to Disney? And I said, yes. And then she just faked like she was fainting, like she couldn't believe it. I, I think that's hilarious. So it sounds like she's got a little dramatic streak to her a little bit, maybe. Oh, she is. She's very dramatic. One day, she'll probably be an actress. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
I, I think that even with our when we're traveling with our families, it, it's challenging not to look at things from the perspective of a, of a travel agent. So obviously you were with us when we were in Orlando in November, and then you had the opportunity to go back again with your family in December. So thinking about your December trip, what did you learn on your December trip that you can bring back to your clients and share with them? So this trip was so much different looking at it as, as a travel agent. I looked at it as, as other families traveling and my daughter has a lot of allergies. So I looked at it, what can I learn that Disney offers as for someone who has allergies? And I couldn't believe the foods that she could still eat and how accommodating they were to making sure that she was eating safely and healthily. I actually have a really good friend who has a lot of food allergies as well. Like she has like a half page list that she carries with her. And it's always amazing to me when I travel with her to Disney that she'll bring out her list and the chef comes out and we'll talk to her about all of the different allergy issues and make something specially for her. And I think that that is definitely a big perk to Disney. So Gigi didn't have any issues with any allergic reactions or any issues like that during your trip. She absolutely had no reactions, none. It's typical for me every now and then to have to give her Benadryl because not only does she have food allergies, she also has environmental allergies, but not once during this whole entire trip that I have to use anything. That That's great. And I, I do think that is one way that Disney really does accommodate families. Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line both have very special allergy protocols that they follow. and. I've even had, I had a client who had a son with a peanut allergy and I've even had them deep clean the room before the peanut allergy guests arrive and they accommodate those kinds of situations. So I think if you are an allergy family, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line are two of my top picks for you because they do their very, very best to make sure that it's safe and to double check everything. And they do a really fantastic job with it as well. I'm so glad you guys had a great trip at Christmas and were able to travel with Kate's family too. And some of your pictures were adorable. And I saw the video of Gigi too. So if you guys are looking for that, you can go on Carrie's travel agent page. And I'm sure it's still there if you scroll down a little bit, but she's a cutie. So definitely one to look for. So let's jump into our At The Core this week. This week's episode is about couples travel. As we are going into Valentine's Day this week, we want to talk a little bit about couples trips and how important these can be for couples to get away from it all and have these breaks together. So Carrie, tell me a little bit about some of the couples trips you've taken with Lou and what kind of trips have the two of you taken, just the two of you, without Mary or Gigi? Actually, one of our very first trips that we went to Justin Couples trip was just recently in the last several years. We did a road trip through Europe. We went and visit France, Germany, Switzerland, and Italy. We just did one big giant loop. That sounds awesome. We actually did a similar trip with our kids, but I'm sure it was totally different being just the two of you. So when you did that trip, what was your favorite part? Our favorite part was either probably Cinque Terre or Venice. The difference between those two is, well, Venice just being a little tiny little spot to just walk around and just take in everything to Cinque Terre of just having to take a boat or a train or hiking just to get to each little town, which 
every trip we go on, we always try to find somewhere to hike. So the Cinque Terres just fit our personalities and what we love to do together perfectly. That sounds super fun. I I love that area of the world and it's just gorgeous. So and hiking is always a good time too. But that sounds like an awesome trip. I think the most important thing with couples travel, I mean, obviously we want to have strong marriages and we want to try to keep those marriages strong. And with kids and all of the hustle and bustle of day-to-day life, it can be easy to just feel like your ship's passing in the night sometimes. And I think having these opportunities to get away, even if it's not, I mean, yes, I want to go on a two-week trip through Europe with Mike, but even if you can't get along, get away for that long, even a few nights away can make a world of difference in your relationship and kind of a reminder that even once the kids are grown, the two of you can still have a relationship. And I think that that's a really important piece of couples travel to remember. Mike and I have traveled quite a bit on our own. Typically, we are able to get away about once a year for five to seven nights, usually around our anniversary. We don't live by any of our family. So when we get away, our in-laws usually come down to our house. And so it's kind of an ordeal. So we don't usually get away for short trips. It's usually one five to seven night one per year, which is not enough. I need more childcare in my life. But we were actually married on Valentine's Day. So our trip is usually around February and around Valentine's Day. So this year is actually our 17th wedding anniversary. And we were supposed to be going to Hawaii. But because we don't have childcare, my in-laws are following all of the COVID precautions. So we have no childcare. So we will probably end up spending our couple's trip on Valentine's Day in our front room eating dinner with our kids. But we did change our trip. We were supposed to go to Maui and we changed it. We're now going to Oahu and we're going to take the kids over spring break. It won't be exactly a couple's trip, but hopefully it'll still be fun and still give us that Valentine's feel. So Carrie, what kind of plans do you guys have for Valentine's Day? Um, As of right now, we don't have too many. We're hoping to get away, possibly go to Vegas, but we'll see how it goes. We don't do a lot of trips during that time just because it seems to be our busy time at work. We typically try to get away about March or April is our typical time still when it's a little cold out, but not quite warm enough around here. <laughs> I think that's a good time to go. So what have been some other couples trips that the two of you have taken together? Some of the other couples trips we've taken has been just some short weekend getaways seem to be the perfect ones we get to go to. We've hit Nashville for a weekend. We've hit St. Louis for a weekend. Galena, we've also gone to. Yeah, those are all great shorter getaways that are a lot of fun. You had mentioned to me at one point a breakfast place in Nashville that you really enjoyed. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yes, there is this. We actually just came upon it on accident. We were supposed to go somewhere else for breakfast, but they were so overly packed and we didn't want to wait that long that we found this place called The Jam Company. And it just looks like a house and they have the best breakfast that you can ever imagine. I would highly recommend getting the stuffed French toast from there. Ooh, that sounds delicious. You know, I'm a, I'm a big foodie. So anything that has to do with food for any trip is always at the top of my list. So I'll definitely have to put that on my Nashville list for when we visit. But I, I think Nashville's a great place for a couple's trip too. 
Um, one of the other couples trips that you have told me about in the past was Seattle. Tell me a little bit about that trip. Yes, we went to Seattle and we did a road trip again. We flew into Seattle and took the one-on-one all the way from Seattle to San Francisco. We pretty much stayed on the coast, minus we did veer off a little bit to stop at Napa, where I found my love of wine. And <laughs> and we just stopped periodically and just stopped at the Redwoods, just stopped at a scenery, just spontaneously. We never had any real plans. That sounds like a lot of fun. And that the coastline there, especially through Oregon, is just gorgeous. And the Redwoods, I mean, such a beautiful area. I'm sure that was a lot of fun. And obviously stopping in Napa for wine. I mean, that's a perfect couple's trip destination to have those types of experiences. Did you do the Napa wine train when you were there or did you not stop for long enough? No, we didn't stop for long enough. We stopped at one vineyard, sampled some wines and continued on. (laughs) Kept going. I gotcha. So that, how long was that trip? That was about a week trip for us. Okay. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun and and a great way to kind of bond and spend time together when you're in the car and driving down the coast. I mean, there's plenty of time to talk and spend time together in those ways. Mike and I haven't done as many road trips. I'm honestly not a big car person. I prefer not to be in the car ever. We have done some road trips with the kids. We'd have driven around Europe with the kids and driven out west with the children as well. But we haven't done anything just the two of us in the car. So I I think that could be fun in the future, maybe here in a few years, I'll be braver and enjoy the car more. But some of the other big trips that we've done, they're always for anniversaries. That's just when we're able to get away. But one of my absolute favorites was Spain. For our 10th anniversary, we went to Madrid and we were able to tour all over Madrid. We walked the entire city. We went to the Prado. We went to the Crystal Palace. And the morning of our anniversary, I just remember we went to this little cafe and we're drinking chocolate, which is the big thing there, with churros for breakfast, which was lovely. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm never going to forget this. Like the memories that I made on that trip were memories that I will never forget. That evening, we also went to a dinner with flamenco dancers. Like the whole trip was just so memorable. And to have those kind of couple anniversary memories tied up with travel, I think makes a world of difference. Even on our 50th anniversary, I know I'll look back on that trip and remember it. We've done some other more typical, I guess, couples trips. We've done all-inclusives, cruises, that sort of thing. For our 15th anniversary, we went to Excellence Playa Mejeres, and that was a great trip. That's a lovely resort. The food was great, and it was just relaxing, which was totally what I needed at that point. And then last year, we were able to go on a cruise um, with Owen and Ashley and Leslie and Luke, two of our other agents and their husbands. And that was kind of a combination anniversary and travel agent training and fun trip. And so that was a lot of fun as well. So you mentioned that you're hoping to get to Vegas this year. Do you have a timeline for that? Or what's your thought process there? Vegas is always on my short list. So I'm just hoping to eventually get to Vegas at some point. It's been on my bucket list for years. And I just figured this year needs to be the year. (laughs) I like that. And Vegas is a lot of fun. There's so much to do. We've actually traveled there with Owen and Ashley. 
And we did a hot air balloon ride over the Red Rocks, which was gorgeous. We went hiking in the Red Rocks, which I'm sure you and Lou would enjoy. And I mean, there's so many great shows and so much great food. Like it, it's a lot of fun. So that'll definitely be a fun one when you guys are able to go and make that your next couple trip destination. Okay, Carrie, what are your plans for Valentine's Day this year? And do you have any couples trips on the books for 2021? Our plans is hopefully going to Vegas this year for Valentine's Day plus our couples trip. We try to get in one couples trip a year. We're not 100% sure if we're going to be able to go yet for Valentine's Day just because our work schedule has just been incredibly busy, crazy. And then also... Since we've been so busy at work, just trying to find babysitting. Um, if we do go, it would just be for a long weekend. Just get out, explore Vegas, because I've never been to Vegas, and it's been on my bucket list. Vegas is a lot of fun. What Mike and I have been several times. We've actually been with Owen and Ashley twice, and that was super fun. But Vegas is actually on my short list this year, too, just because I'm dying to go back. When you're ready to go, I have lots of ideas. But You'll definitely have to go to a Cirque show and there's so much good food. So that'll be a super fun trip. Even if you don't get to go right at Valentine's Day, when you do get to go, it'll be definitely be worth it. So that's a, that's a really fun destination. So obviously, since our main couples trip is kind of thrown to the wind, I don't have any big plans for a couples trip right at this point in 2021, but I hope that maybe towards summer and once more of the vaccinations are out, we'll have some childcare and be able to make something happen. So we'll see how that all plays out in the coming months. But I'm hopeful that one day there will be someone who wants to watch my kids for more than, you know, a few hours so that we can get away again. But overall, though, I think that the main thing to think about with couples travel is It doesn't always have to be a big fancy trip, but those big fancy trips do make some amazing memories. Just having that time with your significant other can be so important to your relationship and can make a world of difference in how you have things to look forward to and those sorts of things. So, and I think that's more important this year than ever is having those trips and different fun things to look forward to. So that's kind of our brief little tidbits about couples travel and we can definitely help you plan a couples trip. We have lots of great ideas to make those trips happen for you if you reach out to us. But let's move into our crushed it segment this week. So this week's crushed it segment is actually a travel journal that Carrie uses. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about your travel journal. I absolutely love the cover. I'll put a link to this in our show notes for everyone. But tell us a little bit about your travel journal and how you use it. My travel journal, I try to, even though I'm on vacation every night right before to bed, I like to just jot down, what did I do today? What did I eat today? What places did we visit? So five years down the road, when I'm sharing it to someone, I can go back and bring up all my memories and can share it with other people. I I think that's a great idea. And especially as an agent, I know that there have been situations where I've booked a trip that I've taken, but it was like four or five years ago and there are things I don't remember. So having that journal, I'm sure is great to be able to look back on. Maybe that's where you can find where that Nashville restaurant is too (laughs) for all of us. But I, I, I love that. I love that you take the time to write it down every night. I think that's a great idea and a great way to kind of keep those memories fresh. 
So anyway, thanks, Carrie, for joining us today. And thanks to all of you for listening today as we chatted about travel with couples and the upcoming Valentine's Day holiday. We'd love to help you plan your Valentine's vacation or a couple's trip coming up later this year. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. And our site includes a link to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about all of our agents and links to our social media. We'd love to have you join our community. Thanks, Carrie, for being here. And bye, guys. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.